Hello, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful week of Your Weekly Ramen. I'm your co-host, Nathan, and I'm here with your other awesome co-host, Ty. How's it going, Ty? You know what? Not too bad. I'm kind of tired. It's been a long day. You know, pretty exhausting week. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of pumped for the, the podcast, as always, so see how I do. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do great. I have every faith in you. That you'll indeed do this podcast. I will. <laughs> I will. I just never promised I'd do it well. Well, <laughs> we we can't expect too much out of you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I you you do half well, and I'll do half well, and between the two of us, maybe we'll have a a full podcast. There we go. That sounds that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Okay. You you bring the energy. I'll 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 uh I'll do what I can. Okay, well, let me just, uh... I'm, let me I'm mentally and physically exhausted, I mean, I tell you. Yeah, well, let me just, uh, inhale some of the sugar, and now, let me, <laughs> let me down this Red Bull, and I'll be good to go. Oh, boy. I, I prefer Monster myself. Yeah, well, oh, speaking yeah. of energy drinks, um, something that has absolutely nothing to do with energy drinks is our Flavor of the Week this week. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good, uh, we... good try there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, is it a transition if you put speaking of in front of it? Does that uh, even, like, a really bad transition? Uh, I mean, that's debatable. I'd say it's debatable. Yeah. So, very um, debatable. There. <laughs> I hear so, little Katarina. Yeah, I was going to say, there might or might not be baby crying in the background. We... <laughs> We apologize. We might try to edit it out. We might not. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm so I'm no longer. I'm on summer vacation. I'm no longer staying in the college dorm. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, but it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. It's wonderful. Um, I'm staying with family, who lives relatively close to the college, and um, they have a little one, and she's been just a tad bit grumpy today. So, <laughs> today <laughs> well i'm just very happy that i am in here uh recording and not out there trying to help out with uh with the crying baby <laughs> i totally understand been there uh, done that yeah so uh Speaking of babies, also totally <laughs> unrelated, is our... One of these times is going to work. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if she was a, a little adorable Thai baby, then it would work. Uh, Thai, T-H-A-I. It's not racist. It's I said adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and Thai's not a slur either. Anime comes from Japan, not Thailand. Maybe one of these days. <laughs> Are there any animes that don't come from Japan? Um, I think China has done a few animes, but it's kind of hard. They they control, so I can't imagine they'd be any good considering how much they control stuff. So, um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, they I know they did a. I looked into a ping pong anime that they did once. It's like oh. kind of like a sports anime with, with ping pong. Well, I mean, it Are was you done... saying all Chinese people love ping pong? 
I feel like Chinese people are saying all Chinese people run Love Ping because <laughs> it was made by Chinese people. So is it is it racist if your own race comes up with the stereotype? Is there like a, a metaphorical racist um, cannibalism going on there? Or oh no, I don't know. It's anyway. a legitimate question. I'm curious. If I said white These... people can't jump, does that mean I'm racist? No, that just means you're knowledgeable in the facts of most white people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm white, so I mean, is it me saying it make it not racist? <laughs> <laughs> These are the important questions that keep us up late at night. <laughs> yep, like I said, I'm not, I'm not quite here mentally. All I've been pretty, uh, pretty mentally exhausted lately. Uh, one of my favorite coworkers, his last day was yesterday, so. Uh, sad. I'm a little sad still. Still in mourning. <laughs> that means you're gonna get kind of thrown to the wolves there, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um. So speaking of wolves, our flavor of the week this week. Still not related. <laughs> uh, our flavor of the week this week is Thai peanut. Thai peanut. I still can't believe that's an actual flavor. Would you eat it? If 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 you were on an island, right, and instead of coconuts growing on the trees, it were packets of, of Thai peanut flavored ramen. I mean, I don't think I would have much of a choice, but I'm not a big fan of Thai food. So. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of like peanuts and soupy foods, so I like peanuts. I like peanuts on their own. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's our that's our anime of the week and so are not anime of the week. That's our, our flavor of the week. And after we tell you that, we do this thing where we say, "Itadakimas." Thank you for this meal. And then we dive right into our anime of the week. Which, speaking of which, I have a. Well, this time um, this actually works. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, fifth time is a charm, right? <laughs> third, third time to the power of two. There you go. They always leave that second part out, the power of two part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally not, like, adjusting it to, to fit our circumstances. And before everyone out there criticizes, I know three to the power of two does not equal five. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it equals nine. I've been mistaken in thinking it equals six before. But yeah, that would be three I, times two, not yes. the power. Uh, so I'm aware of this fact. Um, I have a two to the power of two. Is four, yeah, two to the power of two plus one, yep. divided by x, multiplied <laughs> by the square root of pi. Here's a puzzle for you guys. <laughs> Solve here's for a, x. <laughs> here's a, here's a real uh real word puzzle for you. What do the numbers nine and twelve have to do with explosions, drama, and an awesome anime? Hmm, could it be that they are characters in our anime of the week? There's no fool in you. That is 100% correct. <laughs> well, you know, I might have cheated a little bit by watching the anime of the week. <laughs> well, um, you gotta learn somehow. I would be super surprised if you guessed that and had not watched the anime of the week. Right. <laughs> 
So, the anime of the week this week. It's uh, one that Nate suggested. Um, pretty good one, actually, I gotta say. It's called uh, Terror in Resonance. So, it's, uh, ah, it, it's a tricky one. Um, I mean, I have watched seven episodes worth now. And um, the main characters, as, as the riddle suggested, um, are named uh, 9 and 12. And um, they are, for lack of a better word, terrorists. They're, they're terrorists that don't, uh, don't kill people, though. Right. They just instill terror. <laughs> that... <laughs> You got to seven, you got where it just starts getting really good. Yeah, it's starting to pick up. Um, although, I, I gotta say, I really don't like five. <laughs> She's a bitch. No, I don't either. I don't like her her voice acting either. The, uh, yeah, me neither. So, I know a lot of American people don't do well uh, Japanese, Asian accents. And I guess the opposite is true as well. The... <laughs> Japanese, I mean, they can. I'm sure she's a beautiful voice actress in Japanese, and and in fact she is because you hear her speak Japanese. Yeah. But her English impersonation is frankly insulting. <laughs> like how the fact that they even want you to think that's, yeah, no, it's it's kind of yeah, it is a little I guess insulting. Um, but we're skipping ahead of ourselves. We're getting on to characters that. Uh, we we haven't even told a synopsis yet. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. So, um, the synopsis of this anime revolves around the two characters, nine and twelve, and um, somewhere in the series you actually learn what I assume to be their real names, or it could just be aliases they use. Um, but. We'll refer to them as 9 and 12 for our own sanity's sake. Yeah. Um, and they... The neat thing about... Oh, I'm sorry, Tyler. I always do this. I always... Uh, I always take over these... these uh, the synopsis. That's fine. That's fine. You're, you're fine. You do... Yeah, I think you do better synopsis than I do. I got some other stuff I'll throw in there. Okay. At the end. You okay. go for the synopsis. Stop me anytime, anytime. Um, so nine and twelve are two uh, high school. I I'd say they're high school age, right? I believe so. Okay, they're two high school age uh, kids who are living in a uh, alternate present universe um, in Tokyo, and actually the first episode doesn't. I assume it doesn't take place in Tokyo. It takes place in a snow-covered uh, nuclear um, facility. And right off the bat, you get action, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It hits the ground running. These two guys, so they're, uh, they're up to no good. Um, they, let's see, how do I do this without giving too much away? They pose as terrorists um, under the alias of sphinx um they do youtube like they'll post a internet video i assume it's a youtube video 
Yeah, they don't say, but the the look of the video, it's totally YouTube. Yeah. So they post these YouTube videos with, uh, and through these they give a riddle. Like, like they'll tell, they'll tell a riddle, and most of the riddles have to do with, uh, mythology. Actually, I think all of them do. Yeah, very specifically, the ones so far, I don't know if they'll change it up, but the ones so far have always been, I believe, Greek mythology. Yeah, which is pretty neat. Um, I like to, I was a big fan of Greek mythology, and it's cool to see it thrown into an anime. It's kind of funny how ancient religions are called mythologies. <laughs> that, that's true. I mean... Maybe one day, uh, all the religions we know today will be considered mythology and everyone will worship a giant potato. Maybe. All hail the Lord of Spuds. <laughs> uh, it will stem from the Irish. <laughs> Damn those Irish. Uh, it will be so, a drinking potato. <laughs> so, they give these... Um, a potato that like you just stick a nozzle in it and then you, you pour it and it's like vodka comes out. Kind of like uh, one of those. Uh, uh, sometimes people throw like a hole in watermelon, throw vodka in there, and drink it out of the watermelon. <laughs> but with a potato. <laughs> Magical vodka that doesn't give you a hangover. Yeah right. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of vodka, um, <laughs> nope, back off track. They uh, so they give these these riddles, right? And and the police have to find the solution to the riddle uh, before a bomb goes off. So it's always a bomb. There are different types of bombs, though. And this is uh, cool. It adds a couple of different cool things. Uh, the first is obviously you got the the suspense. Are the police gonna figure it out? Um, and time, and you know you're guessing along with the police trying to figure out the riddle, which is pretty cool. It mm -hmm. also introduces a character, uh, Shizabaki. Uh, no, uh, Shibazaki. Uh, hold on, I got it right here. Uh, Shibazaki. Yeah. Shibazaki, um, who, who, uh, has a pretty cool backstory, um, actually, I would almost argue that he has the most developed backstory out of all the characters in the series. So far, yeah. Yeah, um, when you get to the end, I really hope you're able to make it to the end, because it all kind of comes together, um, and it's pretty beautiful. There are yeah. still some, some questions left, and unanswered. But none of the super important questions. Um, so uh, Shibazaki is pretty much the only member of the police force who are who is able to solve these riddles, and he uh, actually in the past he um, was a really good detective, but he asked the wrong people the wrong questions and got in trouble with some higher ups. So he kind of got demoted and you're seeing him kind of rise up again as if you will excuse my terrible analogy, like a Phoenix from the flames. <laughs> um, he's, 
he's a cool character. He's like a laid back guy. Um, he's a thinker, right? He's super smart, uh, down to earth, easy to connect with. And the most interesting thing about him, and this might be a spoiler. Uh, I don't think so. But in my opinion, the most interesting thing about him is that he is a second, he's from Hiroshima. And he's a second generation, uh, uh, what nuclear? When we drop the atomic bomb, a bomb. Yeah, he's a second generation atomic bomb survivor. So when it comes into focus that these Sphinx characters are connected with a uh, a stolen prototype atomic bomb, um. He Which, gets a little upset. <laughs> yeah, he, you can really feel his connection uh, to that. And they mention, like, he, he talks about through throughout the series how he hates summer because uh, everyone in the town seemed to disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that might be... So it's the elderly that they're, they become too feeble to go outside in the summer. And that might be hinting at some adverse effects from the uh, the World War Two atomic bomb. Yeah, they did some. They did some neat. This is definitely a thinking anime. Uh, and if the deeper you look into it, the cooler it becomes. Yeah, it is a really neat anime. So they do these. Uh, um, these they give these riddles. And they, it turns out, they actually do have uh, a bite to their bark, if you will. They do have a punch. In fact, they do have these bombs that they're using as threats. And they aren't afraid to set them off. But they do it in a way where, uh, almost miraculously, um, no one gets hurt. And that's due... Well, they get hurt. No one dies. I'm sorry. Dies. You're right. There, there are yeah. injuries, uh, but never anything severe. They're always just minor injuries, according to the news. Yep. And um, that's because they plan it out ahead of time, time so well. We should mention that 9 and 12 are very uh, gifted intellectually. They're very smart individuals. And the reason they're doing these... Um, "Quote unquote terrorist attacks." Is... Oh, don't, don't you dare! I haven't heard that yet. Don't you dare! That's a why they're doing them? No, I'm yeah. not going to say why. I was going to say that it's foggy uh, up oh. until the last couple episodes. I was like, don't you dare give that away. <laughs> okay, I won't. This this series is too good to give away spoilers, yeah. in my opinion. Um, the reviews on it are very. Uh, very good. It seems like a lot of people really like this series. Yeah, well, and for good reason. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the main the main players are nine, uh, twelve, and uh, Shibazaki, who's the detective. And there's one more main player. Um. Her name is Lisa. Do you have her last name by any chance? Oh, let us see. Uh, Lisa Mishima. Okay. 
Lisa Mishima, and she's there, uh, I feel like she's pretty much there just for you to kind of feel sorry for her. I, really I don't really like know her, what though. she adds. Yeah, I like her as well. She's a good character. I mean, she kind of, I don't know, like you said, she kind of does, she doesn't really do much, but I really like her character. She, so you learn about her backstory as well, or at least you can infer. Her, mm-hmm. um, her father left her mother, and that left, that made either, her mother might have been like this beforehand, uh, or it might be a result of the father leaving, but she's a little bit nuts and uh, highly overprotective and all borderline abusive uh, yeah, to poor I'd Lisa. So. Maybe and, not physically, but uh, for sure mentally. Yeah, and on top of that, Lisa's getting bullied at school. Um, so she's not having a good time until she meets 9 and 12, and she kind of grasps onto them like a like a life raft uh, for a drowning victim, you know? They kind of serve as her escape. Right. And you haven't gotten to it yet, but they do a nice job of developing the relationship between uh, 12 and Lisa. I figured they would. I figured they would. Um, uh, now, speaking of Lisa, wasn't there a quote that you wanted? Yeah, so I was... I was... Uh, Wondering where I was going to fit it into the synopsis, but there's a, a reoccurring quote that comes up with Lisa on how she associates with 9 and 12. When she sees 9 and 12 for the first time, um, she's getting getting kind of picked on. These girls are trying to make her jump into a pool, and uh, this gives you a little taste about how awesome this anime is so these girls are bullying her trying to get her to pick up jump into a pool and 12 uh comes up you know it cuts to 12 and 9 walking and 12's like i smell chlorine and this gives you an idea of 12's character as well so the next scene you see him uh you see lisa getting bullied and you see him kind of pop up on the fence out of nowhere and he's like, oh, I know what this is. This is bullying. And, uh, <laughs> he proceeds to cannonball into the pool, fully dressed in his school uniform. And uh, that's the way they present that. It's kind of like a magical moment. Um, when Lisa sees this, she kind of uh, instantly falls for him. And she says... That was a smile like the sun on a hot summer day. And then she notices Nine um, looking down on her from uh, a flight of stairs kind of behind the pool. And she sees him and she says, and and eyes like ice. And that does a nice job of, of... summing up the the different personalities of of 12 and 9. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 12 is very uh, energetic and, and friendly and uh, kind of fun-loving, while 9, or, yeah, 9 is uh, kind of more serious, very, um, you know, uh, solemn and everything. Yeah, and that, that difference, um, 
actually brings up some problems for them later on. I won't give any spoilers. But there's also... So, the first part of the anime, the main conflict is between the Sphinx members and the police. And Shibazaki is solving their riddles and they uh they're kind of there's some back and forth uh between him and sphinx and then um another uh antagonist is introduced by the name of five and i do believe you've met her have you not oh yeah remember we were just saying that i think she's a total bitch yeah oh how could i forget that and you were Um, insulting her her english yeah, so Five is a a FBI specialist uh, for um, prevention of of nuclear um, nuclear things. I don't I don't know the exact name of the organization, but being a member of the FBI, um, she speaks she has to speak to her fbi co-workers in english and my one problem with this anime it's a very small problem but a problem nonetheless is that her american accent or her impersonation when she speaks english is just awful so what you're saying is you can't wait till this is dubbed so you can listen to somebody speak proper english yeah, that will be interesting for me, actually. Um, I'd say this series is worth a couple rewatched. So if it rewatches, so it if, if it ever does come out dubbed, I'll definitely watch it. Well, I would like to point out uh, on that same topic that I don't know if it's just um, just the, the sub version, but they even sub her English lines. So I don't know if that's uh, is subbed in the Japanese, you know, un- unsubbed version, or if it's only in the uh, sub version that her English is so bad that they even have to sub it for natural English speakers. Yeah, that would be funny if they did. That's yeah. a good question. I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know which one it is. Um, they might just sub it for the people, the Japanese people listening, because, yeah. Although I'm pretty sure... That uh, every uh, Japanese school teaches, and I believe it's even mandatory, um, English um, for at least a few years. So most most Japanese people should speak um, some English. Maybe not well or anything, but they should speak some. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. I was looking... uh, it was for a class or something. I was looking into the style of uh, schooling here between here and, and there. And it was something I found at the time. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of interesting that they uh, like make you learn English. Yeah. So. To. 9 and 12, or a whole new depth to 9 and 12 story, which, uh, they really bring out more of their background, and as the episodes progress, you get more flashes of their, of their background, and you can emphasize what, empathize with them more, and you start to understand why they're doing what they're doing. 
I can't wait till I get to that part because at this point it's kind of like I want to root for them because they don't want to like kill people. They're they seem like they more want to just make a statement. But I haven't gotten far enough to know their actual um, motives, so it's kind of hard to root for these people who are setting off bombs in in very populated areas without knowing their motive, even though I know they're not trying to kill people or, you know, even hurt them. I mean, hurting is just something that happens when the bombs go off, but um, still, kind of, like, very interesting. I think that's a... And that's a a big appeal to anime as well. It really makes... Right? You... you And you're unsure, right? And you're kind of questioning yourself and in that process you kind of look deeper into what your thoughts of morality are you know mm-hmm. like so they're doing these but a small part of you really wants to like these characters and and believe they're doing them for a reason when it's you know there could be no evidence and i think that lies in the fact that they don't harm people so because no one dies in their attacks and they make sure no one dies it's, you know, kind of safe to say that they're good guys and it's okay to like like these characters. Right, right. So, but I could see how somebody might still not like them. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're uh, totally justified. Also, if you want to take Shibazaki's side and uh, root for the police and be like, you know, these guys are are pesky kids and. You know, they're just doing this for attention, and they need to be stopped. Yep. Could, could go either way. Totally, totally uh, wouldn't judge. So. Yep, and um, so as this anime progresses, as Five's introduced, it, everything starts to tie up quite nicely, and you, like, they'll talk about something, and it'll make you remember something from a previous episode, and you'll be like, oh, that's why... That's that, and hey, that's why they're doing all this stuff, and it it's really well done. I highly recommend it. Yes, it is a work of art. Yeah. So, um, just to uh, give some other details on it that are not related to the story, in case anybody else is no, interested in it, it is um, directed by... Sh- uh, Shinshiro Watanabe, who has also directed some anime such as uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, Space Dandy, uh, and the music is done by Yoko Kano, which uh, he has done. Um, which, if you're like me, uh, I love music and anime. I I mean, I have a whole playlist on my phone of just anime music. Um, so you might be interested in, in knowing this. Um, she has done soundtracks for uh, Cowboy Bebop as well. Um, let's see. Other big ones. There was one in here. Oh, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, and Darker Than Black. Second season, it looks like. <laughs> That was another thing uh, a lot of the reviews highly praised about this anime um, was that it had a very good OST. You know, I um, 
really was on the line about the intro song at first. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I really liked it all that much. And I still don't think it's, like, great, but it really fits well. It fits the anime well. And it, it, you get used to it. You start to like it a little bit. It definitely wouldn't be on a, any of my top lists or anything like that. But it's a, it's a pretty good song. If you haven't seen our episode with our top list of anime songs, you should definitely check it out. It was yep. our 10th milestone. Yeah. That um, is a good one. Yeah, so a lot of people like the OST. Um, after... after Tokyo Ghoul Route A intro. This one was kind of like a breath of fresh air because yeah, I really right. didn't like. I really didn't like the Tokyo Ghoul Route A one. That one I didn't like it at first, but I really started to like it after a while. I mean, again, it's not one I would ever put on my top list, but I enjoyed it after listening to it a few times. Um, the intro anime behind it is still weird, but. Um, and the the lyrics are totally messed up too. I don't understand the lyrics, but it's kind of cool. The the um, anyway, that's the name. That's a different anime. Um, but here's another fun fact for you. Do you remember how earlier I was talking about uh, I would come back to China? Um, China, uh, their Ministry of Culture called for this series to be banned, claiming it's. Uh, it glorified violence and criminal activities. Which, I mean, in a way, it does, but that seems very excessive to me. Well, it's China. What do you expect? Yeah. That's that's a shame. A lot of people are missing out on a good anime. Yep, yep. But, it's, uh, yeah, fun fact for you. So. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Where'd, where'd you find that? Uh, the Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Oh, that's Fun neat. fact. Um, and just one few more things, um, unless you have something else you want to say. Nope, I was just going to say I'm glad I don't live in China. Well, for, for very many reasons. This being a, a pretty good reason, but there there's some others. <laughs> um, so if you're, if you're one to check out this anime, um, in America... Uh, Funimation licensed it. Um, so you can go to Funimation's website, or Hulu has most everything on Funimation. If if you don't have a Funimation account, you can watch it on Hulu. You just have to sit through the boring commercials on Hulu. Um, if you live in uh, Great Britain, UK, or, you know, whatever they're calling it nowadays, um, you can... Uh, it is licensed by i believe uh let's see i think it was uh anime limited for the uk and then if you're in australia madman entertainment are the people who license them so if you're if you're looking to watch it i would go to one of those places and and find it depending on where you live i think we both watched ours on funimation that's because we are both in north america <laughs> Uh, what an astute observation. <laughs> yes. I, I, Funimation's like my go-to for anything anyway. Yeah. So that's the, that's the anime for you guys. Uh, should we jump into news? Yeah, sure. You want to 
Uh, you want to? Well, you know what? I'll go first since I think I believe I have more articles than you. Okay, sounds good. All right, let's see what to start with. What to start with? Um. Okay. How about this? Uh, Aniplex USA outlined imported Fate Stay Night, uh, Blu-ray box number two. Um, I believe we did we did a review of Fate Stay Night a while back. We did. Um, what does that mean by imported box number two? Uh, I believe they are just importing, because it's not dubbed yet. So I believe they're just importing, um, the box set from Japan and selling it here. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, it will import the box from Japan and then release the set in North America on October 7th. The set will ship simultaneously in Japan and North America. So that's when it will ship in Japan too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, or there's no at the same time. No lag time there. Yeah, that would nope. that's pretty cool. Um unfortunately they uh the the um the suggested retail price is $500. Wow. But the official Fade Stay Night USA website is listing the set for four hundred dollars. How generous of them! Jeez, man, we got we gotta get like our foot in this in this door because there's money being made there. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, since it's imported from Japan, Japan has insanely high Blu-ray DVD costs because uh, for some weird reason they have no laws on the prices. It's not the anime people who set these prices. Well, I mean, they set the prices, but it's not their fault that the prices are so high. It's the um, Blu-ray DVD makers because, you know, Blu-ray discs here cost, you know, like maybe a dollar per disc, and that's with retailer markup. While uh, over there, they cost, like, way, way more. Yeah. Hey, I lost you for a second. I heard extremely high, and then I missed that one word, <laughs> and then it picked it back up. So can you, what taxes? Is that what you're gonna say? Import no, taxes? No. I said I'm extremely high right now. You should try. <laughs> no, <laughs> I refuse to believe that's what you said. <laughs> no, no, I, I said extremely high uh, Blu-ray DVD um, costs. Okay, I guess it was more than one word then. Okay. Yeah. Um, just the, the discs themselves are what the cost the most, and then that forces them to sell it for a high price to make profit. So, Well, hopefully when they realize most people don't have $400 to spend on a anime uh, DVD, they'll lower the price in the or near future. Even better, some company will license the uh, the English and license it and dub it in English and then sell it for like maybe fifty, sixty dollars. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I, I think that would be the best thing. But unfortunately it's not Funimation, so pretty much Funimation is the only only uh company in the US area that will not hike up prices insanely high. And that's also why Funimation is, like, the biggest anime person around here. Yeah. All right, well, what do you got? 
All right, so to save on time, I think I'll only give one of mine. Uh, we're running on 42 minutes here. Yeah, trying like to keep it under that was uh, us talking before the recording wall. That's true. So maybe I'll give two because I, I got two I really want to give. Yeah, do two. Um, my first one is from uh, Crunchyroll and is titled Queen's Blade Grimoire. OVA to start in the fall, and uh, it seems Hobby Town or Hobby Japan is announcing plans for OVA based on Queen Blade's fourth series, 2012's fairy tale inspired grimoire. Um, Kenji Yoshimoto returns as chief director and series configuration writer on the Fortress Project with storyboard artist Yosh. Uh, Yoshihide Yuzimi, uh, setting up the service director, Oda Nobuna's uh, Masashi Suzuki writes the screenplay. Um, the cool part about this is the characters are based on heroines from Alice in Wonderland, Red Riding Hood, The Little Mermaid, Tale of the Bamboo Cutter, Kintaro, and Hansel and Gretel. So a lot of the grim fairy tale characters. Yeah. Uh, with designs from Rinsen, uh, Takeyuki Noguchi, uh, Hiroshi Tsukata. You love and... torturing yourself, don't you? Hey, I, I think I'm getting better at this. I think you are, but you see, I, I still feel like you love torturing yourself. <laughs> well, you know, some people... <laughs> <laughs> I won't judge, I'm just saying... <laughs> Uh, the last one is uh, Satoshi Yurishihara, and the first half is scheduled for fall 2015. So we're in spring 2015 now? Yep. So that's next season. Huh, nice. Cool. Nice. That sounds like it'd be very interesting. That'd be cool to check out. Yeah, maybe, I mean... Maybe we'll do it as the Anime of the Week one week. Maybe. I'm unsure on how much you'll like this anime though because from, from the pictures the main characters uh outfits are pretty revealing well as long as it's not like the main focus then i don't i mean eh. yeah and it's not uh kill a kill level either so <laughs> yeah that that gets a little much but some people can get around it so Anyway. Okay, your turn. Okay, what do I want to do next? Um, uh, let's see, how about this one? Uh, new Cyborg 009 anime project gets event screening this fall. So I believe I talked about this a few weeks ago, um, how they're coming out with like a new Cyborg 009 50th anniversary project. Um, and then this article comes wrong, saying it's uh, going to get a, a screening this fall. So hopefully that means that uh, we'll see it maybe, I mean, it'd be nice this fall or winter, if not uh, maybe early next year. So Reg Regardless, it's coming up soon, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of psyched for it, just I don't know if it... You know, if this could be a totally horrible anime, 
Um, but I just I remember watching it as a kid. It was on Adult Swim or Funimation or not Funimation, <laughs> Adult Swim or um, Tsunami. One of the two. I can't remember. But I remember watching episodes, and I didn't think it was bad back then. But as a kid, you know, you don't. I mean, how many kids will say like, "Oh, that's a horrible anime. The characters make no sense. The plot is messed up." And <laughs> I'll tell you what: if there is a kid like that, sign him up for this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, maybe I should go rewatch it. But I'm kind of waiting for this because it. I mean, I, it, it's a pretty dated anime, so. Um, but I didn't think it was bad as a kid, so I'm hoping it will be good. But like I said, it could be totally awful for all I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just have to find out for ourselves. Yep, yep. Well. So I have another article from Crunchyroll. Alrighty. It's the uh, the main voice cast for an anime called Roka no Yusha. And it's going to be, um, uh, it's going to be streaming. I don't want to say streaming because I don't know if it'll be available in North America. It's going to be available in Japan this July. Airing, maybe? Yeah. Airing in Japan? Yep. Uh, Airing in Japan. So the uh, premise of the anime is kind of neat. It's, uh, let's see, the story is set in a world threatened by Majin, evil god, from the bottom of darkness. When it awakes, the god of destiny will choose six heroes and give them a power to save the world. Adlet Mayer, who calls himself as the greatest in the world, is chosen as one of the six, but when he finds... But what he finds at the battlefield to stop Majin is a twist, and it is there are seven heroes instead of six, and that's including him, so one of them is an imposter. Oh. Yeah, they got some uh, pretty well-known voice actors coming into play in this. The main character, Adlet, is voiced by... Uh, Soma uh, Sato, who was uh, Tatsume in Agami, Agami Got Kill. Um, Still haven't seen that one. No, it's a good one. Uh, but watch with watch with care. Nanchetta, Nanchetina, I guess is voiced by Yoko Hikasa, uh, who was Mio Akiyama in K-On. Um, I have not watched that one. Nope. Free Me. Free Me is voiced by AOA, AOI. How do you pronounce that? Aoi, I think. Okay. Aoi Yuki, um, who was Madoka... Konami in Puella. Are you looking it up? No. Oh, okay. I hear you typing something. Oh, no. That was me twisting the lid off of my bottle of water. Oh, gotcha. Um, but, yeah, she was Madoka in Konami. Or, no. 
she was Madoka Konami in Puella Magi, uh, Madoka Magica. Yeah, Madoka Magica. I've seen that one. Okay. Um, Hands is voiced by Kenichi Suzumura, who was Sugo uh, Okita in Gintama. Uh-oh. Uh, Mura was it's voiced by Rina Sato, who you know this one as well was uh, Mikoto uh, Misaka in a certain magical index. Oh yeah, she's um, one of the biggest characters actually. Yeah, Chema is voiced by uh, AI I uh, Kakuma, who was uh, is Suzu Sento in. Uh, Amagi Brilliant Park. Um, Goldov is voiced by Kuroki uh, Uchiyama, who is Benga Gear Links in Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. And those are the, uh, that's the voice cast. Nice. So it sounds like a pretty good voice cast, pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, it has, and then the staff has, you know, people who worked on Psychopaths, nice. uh, Rail Wars, Full Metal Alchemist, Ooh. music, yeah, music by Marichu uh, Oshima, who did Full Metal Alchemist. The original or Brotherhood? It just says Full Metal Alchemist, so I'm guessing the, the original. original. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's the one that has brothers. Oh, and we know how much bro- how how good of a song Brothers is. Yeah, and hopefully our viewers do as well after listening to our if podcast episode. What is this episode twelve or thirteen? Mm, I feel like this is fourteen. Fourteen. All right. Well, let's say it's fourteen. If after fourteen episodes they have not watched, uh. Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or both, um, they should just stop listening right now and not, like, you're not allowed to listen again until you go watch this. <laughs> hey, hey, stop. You stop right now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bad. No. The, uh, they show pictures of the characters um, that were mentioned above mm-hmm. in this news article as well. And the character design looks pretty cool. Nice. So, the main so character like is going to be a really good one. Yeah. Yep. So that'll be one I'll check out. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good one. All right, your turn. So I'll show you how a, a real um, uh, transition is done. So in the last article, you said one of the characters or um, or the director or something worked on Psychopaths. Yeah. Speaking of Psychopaths... There it is! <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, I got an article here that says uh, the producer, Psychopaths producer, uh, expresses interest in making more. Um, I don't think I've done a review of Psychopaths. Um, no, I think actually I have done. I, I believe I did do a review of Psychopath. Um, yeah, you sure did. Yep. I still we got to make a list of this. I'm gonna have to make a list of this. I'm losing track of which ones I've said and which ones I haven't. 
If um, any of the viewers out there want to make a list for us and email it to us, or <laughs> we'd be cool with that as well. Yeah, we're lazy, so. Um, it's called crowdsourcing, Ty. <laughs> Getting the fans involved, yeah, yeah I feel you. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that, and that, at uh, he he said uh, series producer uh, at ooh, this is a tough one. I'm just going <laughs> to go by the, the last name, Mori. Or that's probably the first name, Mori. His last names are usually first in Japan. Um, I feel like, slightly cheated. Oh, fine. It's like... Yeah! Akatoshi? Yeah, it's Akatoshi. No, oh, I'm, what? That wasn't, wasn't even bad. that bad. <laughs> now I feel even more cheated. <laughs> uh, it just looked bad at first. Uh, Akatoshi. Uh, Akatoshi Mori replied uh, saying that um, I am thinking that I'd like to do a future installment. Um, so they already did Psychopath Season 2 last year. So it'd be interesting to see where they go from there. I still have not yet seen Psychopath Season 2 because they don't have it dubbed. And I watched the first one dubbed. And I don't like going back and forth between sub and dub. Um, so I don't know if they ended out like ended it really well or not. So it'd be interesting. I still have not watched Psychopaths, and I was kind of holding off on watching it because I was planning on using it as leverage to get you to watch Dead Man Wonderland, kind of like a I'll watch Psychopaths if you watch Dead Man Wonderland kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but I recently watched a review on Dead Man Wonderland, and apparently the ending um, leaves a whole lot of unanswered questions, which I'm not sure I want to finish it now. <laughs> Not as good as you thought. Yeah, which is a shame, because it had a lot of potential. <laughs> well, to be fair, I like Psychopaths, but I don't think it's like a drop everything and watch it kind of one anyway. I think I give it like a, an 8. Gotcha. So, but it was good. It was still a good anime. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. Do you got anything, anything else? else? No, I I gave mine two. I got I got another one, but it's a little bit morbid, and uh, <laughs> I'd rather save the time. I'll do it if you want me to, but uh, no, nah, I think we're we're pretty good on time. I I had a few others as well, but they weren't really that uh, that big. Um, just a few different anime have been announced for dubs again, but. I've never actually heard of the uh, anime, so I don't really care. Okay, so that brings us to our closing segment, the bi-weekly bye. What, that's it? I, I get Wait. off, like, scot-free this week? Oh. Um, well, you would have if you hadn't reminded me. <laughs> but as all of the 1% must do, they must remind us, 99%, how much better <laughs> off they are than us. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks a lot. Oh, you know how I, I insanely love to do that. It is my favorite pastime. <laughs> you eat ramen to survive? I Or no, you eat ramen as a snack? I eat it to survive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a college diet. Hey, to be fair, I'm in college too. I like ramen just to... There's times that I have nothing else to eat and I'll eat ramen because I'm too lazy to go to the store or I don't have money at the time. 
Sometimes I can't afford to buy water, so I scoop water out of a puddle in the street and boil that. Well, at least you boil it. That's, I mean, that's at least sanitary. On the weeks that I can afford to pay the electricity bill, yes. <laughs> you don't just start a fire in the middle of the street? Some of us can't afford fire, Tyler. Thank you very much. <laughs> that natural thing that got you. You <laughs> cannot afford it. <laughs> Although water is natural, and then some, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I can afford ramen, the one man-made thing. I cannot afford the water and the fire. <laughs> you know, that uh, 15 cents pack of ramen, they add <laughs> up, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like what? A, a soda can and a half I have to bring to the recycling center? <laughs> I, I guess you could even say I'm picky about my ramen. I get like the yakisoba. Um, stuff, which is more like, you know, like a dollar and a half to two dollars for... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I paid uh... that much for my ramen. <laughs> but it's so good, it's so much better oh, than just yeah. the plain ramen. Oh, are, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm sure. I, I agree, that ramen is good. You, It'd be nice if it. I could afford it. When you were here, like... Last summer, remember how I got like two big boxes from Amazon? <laughs> yeah, it's, that was the first stuff. time I ever saw someone order like bulk food from online. <laughs> it was worth it. They lasted quite a while, so uh, it was a good deal. It was a good deal. So anyway, <laughs> the bi-weekly buy this week. Yeah, I um. Wait, the bi-weekly buy where Nathan gets very salty. For others' entertainment. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, ramen is salty, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we're getting pretty good at this. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No. Um, yeah, this this week's bi-weekly buy was a, um, a challenge for me, to say the least. I had to find something that um, I hadn't done like in the last week or two because I've done some things that I've only gotten part of the series and I didn't want to cheat you guys and say oh look I got the other part of the series um, Wait, so we've all some done points. some things we're not proud of <laughs> well I'm gonna have to do it eventually I can't leave those series like unfinished but I'll spread them out so at least you know maybe we'll have some new viewers between that time and they'll it will be new to them so but with that said, uh, I was able to find something um, new, which I, I enjoyed. Um, it is uh, an anime I have seen in the past. Um, I particularly uh, enjoyed it. It is called uh, Black Butler. You ever heard oh. of it? Yeah, I heard of it from you. Um, oh, yeah. And you are a big fan of it. Yeah, it was, it was a really good series. I enjoyed it. Um, I have never watched the sub version. I imagine it would be kind of like the same concept of the Terror and Residence, like weird um, accent, kind of. Because it's, it's, it's an anime based in old-time England. Like, I don't know, Victorian England. I don't know. Like, you know, 1800s-ish England. Maybe so, even early 19. I don't know. To answer your question, I 
Uh, I'm hesitant to say this because if I'm wrong, there's a lot of people that are going to be mad at me. But I watched it a long time ago, and I believe I watched it in sub, mm-hmm. and I believe they didn't do uh, English accents because my computer is still intact, and if they did, I would have thrown it out the <laughs> window. Fair enough. I mean, it would, uh, but in, in, in that case, it's still kind of weird because... They have, I mean, it's old-time England, and they have, I don't know, maybe it's just because we're English speakers, and um, so are, you know, Britain, um, the U, well, now the UK, but then old-time England, Britain. Um, we both speak English, and but we have drastically different kind of accents, so maybe that's why it seems like it would be weird. I mean, it would be like me listening, it would be like me, them dubbing it, but not doing an English accent. It would just be weird. I wish American accents were considered as sexy as British accents. Well, yeah. It's weird, because to us, we don't have accents, but to them, they think we do. Yeah, I've always wondered what an American accent sounds like, and it's my curse never being able to hear one. (laughs) Right, because we're... Yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny. Um... Well, you got to hear the impersonation of an American accent in Terror and Ransom. I can, if that's the case, I can understand why most of the world hates us. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, so it's set in um, old time England. Like I said, I'm not sure of the exact time period. I think it was like uh, 1800s. Um, but uh, it, it follows... Um, the main character's name is C.L. Phantomhide, um, and he is a young lord um, whose parents died early, um, and so he is the head of his household now, and um, he is uh, what they call the um, queen's uh, guard dog. Um, watchdog, something like that. Um, I believe it's guard dog. Um, so what that means is he's like, um, kind of a detective in a sense. Uh, he solves, um, crimes from the underworld. Um, I don't mean like, uh, you know, like, um, demons underworld, more like, uh, the, uh, what it, what would you say the um, worst criminals the uh, the people that live in shadows um, that kind of underworld yeah um, um, so, so not like Hades underworld but like... no no not like a mythical underworld um, not that there isn't you know some mythical stuff in it um, but not in that sense um, so. He, uh, you know, he's a 13-year-old boy <laughs> who solves these uh, crimes from, you know, like, brutal, brutal murders or kidnappings of, like, really high-up people and stuff like that. Um, so you wonder, like, how is this, this little kid supposed to do this stuff? I mean, he's only a little 13-year-old kid. Well, he has a butler. Uh, his butler's name is uh, Sebastian. Can you say it in a uh, in a 
<laughs> a Batman Butler's accent? Uh, I will try, but it will probably sound horribly racist. His name is Sebastian. 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 Now, which, the like, cave. <laughs> which, which Batman Butler are we talking about? Like, the new Batman films? The animated Batman films? The, like, 90s Batman films? So many Batmans. So many, uh... Oh, crap. What is Batman's Butler's name? The Dark Knight Trilogy. The Dark Knight Trilogy. Really? Uh, Alfred was his name. My name is Alfred. The (laughs) Bot Cave. Uh, so anyway. Uh, uh, CL's, um, Butler Sebastian. Uh, (laughs) they're terrible at accents. I know. I I wish I could. Except my Scottish one. That's pretty good. You know what? I, okay, this is totally getting off subject again. But I want to know this is back on the last, like, accents. How can British people turn off their accent so well, and we suck so bad about imitating a British accent? I know, it's like they're rubbing it in our faces when they turn it off. Like, um, the actor from House, he was British, he has a hell of a British accent, and you can't even tell when he's playing House because it's an American accent. Uh, Andrew Garfield from the Spider-Man movies, you would never believe he has a like an insane British accent. It's just weird listening to him talk naturally. You know what I think? What? I think all British people are really robots. They're robots. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, man. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Also, lizard people. Yes, lizard people are going to take over the world. <laughs> um, so, Sebastian, his butler can do amazing things. He is one hell of a butler, as he, but he loves to say. <laughs> he is one hell of a butler. Simply one hell of a butler, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, he can do, like, insane things. Um, things that are not humanly possible. Hint, hint. Um, you know, not without giving away too much uh, about the plot. But, um, so he, his butler is able to do these, like, amazing, um, things that no human should be able to do. Um, so he, his butler does a lot of the work on these cases. He'll, uh, um, and you come to love the butler. I mean, like I said, all these characters have a British accent, and I love it. They do it so well. It fits well. Um, but it, it's, it's... I mean, no no episode really leads into another. They all just kind of do their own thing. Um, there is, like, an overall plot, but they don't get to it until um, later in the series and then to a, a, a bigger uh, effect in the um, second series. Um, but it's a great anime. It's full of comedy, full of action. Um, just... Really fun and entertaining to watch. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm I'm tempted to get back into it. I do believe I only watched one episode, uh, oh. so I, I didn't get a lot from it. I had no idea that the series had an overall plot, though. That's pretty appealing. 
Well, yeah, but like I said, you don't get into it until later. Most of the episodes are like standalone episodes, and um, they don't really further any one character. It's very subtle when they do. You Uh, you won't really notice too much. From the the one episode I watched, I really did enjoy the supporting characters. Yeah, it's got a good list of supporting, a good cast of supporting characters. Um, there is only one that I don't like. Uh, I like the character. I do like the character. I don't like her voice, and that is, um, CL's, uh, engaged, what, what am I looking at? Fiance, his arranged fiance. Um, I wish I could find her name. Um, not for the life of me, remember it. Um, but his arranged fiance, the uh, voice actress who does her, um, does a really annoying British accent, um, or like a really uh, almost make fun of it kind of a uh, <laughs> accent. Yeah. So. And it's it's not supposed to be comic relief. Um, it might, you know be attempting to be comic relief elizabeth is her name um it might be trying to be comic relief but it is kind of annoying (laughs) okay after a little while luckily enough she's not in a lot of episodes she's in like one every once in a while so well that's good to know i mean nothing's perfect you gotta have that that's true one that's yeah. I am tempted to. There's so many series now that I want to want to pick <laughs> up and get into, and it's summer, so I I kind of can. Yeah, I've watched. I like it enough that I've watched that series probably three or four times, and I, I mean it. It's not like a super old series. I think it came out like uh, 2010, maybe something like that. Well, I'm glad you get to add it to your uh, collection now. Oh, no, 2006 is when it started. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, I originally first watched it like 2000, uh, maybe even 2011, 2012. I think it was my senior year of high school. So, uh, no, that would be 2010 then. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good one. I've watched it several times, and I highly recommend it. You should totally watch it. Well, speaking of really good things, that probably concludes our podcast. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed as much as we did this week and we look forward to seeing you again next week on your weekly ramen see you guys bye